Happy St. Patrick's Day. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast, the road to WrestleMania SmackDown edition. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by NYC Demon Diva Issa and Mr. Alfred Kanawa tonight to talk about all the goings on on SmackDown. Maybe we'll also talk a little bit about WWE 2K23. Oh, but before we dive into things, let's uh, let's hit the news. Let's hit the news. We've got a lot of news uh, beginning with a developing story. QT Marshall still has not paid me the $100,000 that I did invoice him after he publicly requested my services to help punch up those wretched QTV segments. QT Marshall was being a pro by reaching out to help when he needed it. I obliged. I have offered to help his services. I did invoice Sugar Daddy Shad Khan, because that's where the money comes from, not QT, not Tony Khan, but his daddy's boss. So the invoice is still out here. And you know that we're going on an hour earlier. It's because we will not cover AEW Rampage until I am paid what I'm worth and what he contractually agreed to. So until you pay me for my services to rewrite those segments, we will continue to go on an hour early, not cover AEW Rampage. But uh, I will keep you updated on these developments. By the way, AEW Dynamite down this week, 852,000 viewers, 0.27 in 18 to 49 as that show continues to struggle. Hit me up, QT. Uh, Issa, what do you think about Rampage's, AEW Dynamite's ratings this week? I don't know. I just want to know. You're going to need that money for when you take me to Applebee. So I hope that QT, <laughs> I'm sorry, to Olive Garden. So I hope that QT pays up soon because I plan no, on ordering right. every every bottle of wine in the house. So yeah, you, you need to get paid. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, 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 the 800,000 to a million is just like a back and forward that they go between every week. It's, it's, it's their norm. They're not gaining any new viewers. Yeah. What's the answer, though? It wasn't CM Punk. We thought that would be the answer. It was the answer. the answer. No, CM Punk was CM the answer Punk for a did draw. They were doing the best numbers they did because of CM Punk, and there was a direct correlation between CM Punk being on TV and them having good numbers. What's concerning is that it's WrestleMania season, and that's supposed to help AEW. I know WWE's hot right now, but because WWE has an influx of so many new viewers, you would think there would be some kind of trickle-down effect, but we're just not seeing that. I think people have kind of establish AEW as a second brand and they're not messing with it right now. I respect they did the bar mitzvah segment on Wednesday. I thought that was very clever. I love that segment. It's very long, but I love the segment. And I thought they, again, it was one of those, we're going to do reality-based promos, which I've been talking for my, you'd think they'd learn their lesson after the CM Punk thing. And after all that has gone wrong and all the works that have worked themselves into a shoot. But having said that, I thought it was very intriguing to watch this. Yes, and in fact, this just in, uh, next Wednesday on Dynamite, they're going to recreate MJS's uh, Briss. MJF's oh, wow. Briss. Oh, no, MJS Dynamite. is right. He's MJF. Maxwell, Jacob, Stickman. And he uses a lot of shtick, and he's more of it this past week. But uh, very much looking forward to that. Are they really doing that, or are you messing with me? I'm messing with you. They're going to do a circumcision <laughs> live on the air. I can see like, that. They're getting desperate, man. <laughs> they're going to get the moil out there. And old school <laughs> style, too. Old school moil. Uh Yeah. No, uh, that'd be funny. That'd be, that would be great if they were just like, we got to really lean into the Jewish thing. Sammy Zane, I mean, Sammy uh, Guevara <laughs> did tease that there would be a circumcision. So I, I thought they were going in that direction. No. <laughs> funny. Um, no, I think, no, so CM Punk isn't the answer, though, because, you know, I think he'll alienate, whatever they gain now of CM Punk being back on TV, they will lose. They will alienate an equal number of people. I completely disagree. These fans can't help so. themselves. There's so much drama behind the idea, at least initially. Whatever they do with him, maybe they'll screw him up and you know he'll implode all over again. But initially, CM Punk being back with AEW, I think would be a huge boost for that viewership. Hmm. Yeah, well, we'll see. Uh, what else is going on in the news? Well, one of my favorite stories, <laughs> poor Soraya. Soraya was being a naughty girl this past week on AEW Dynamite, of course. Uh, I think it's one week after Ruby Riot uh, accurately called AEW, much of AEW's fan base, a bunch of fat neck bearded trolls. Soraya doubled down and she used the word twats, calling them neck beard stinky twats with a British accent. Of course, she's being a very naughty girl. So it got her in hot water. She tweeted that she was legitimately fine for these actions, which is true. She had to privately apologize to AEW management for her naughty language. Bad girl. And there was an email sent to the AEW talent 
because they're not allowed to flip off audience members and body shame the crowd. So heels are being told to tone it down. This is an onion headline. So AEW is now apparently on this crusade uh, stemming from the actions of MJF, I believe, uh, pouring drinks on a kid. Heels are now being told to tone their act down from where I'm standing. Do you feel that uh, Soraya was in the wrong, Issa? I don't know. <laughs> Like, I, I, when did this rule start? I guess you just said it from pouring water on the kids because that's speculation. That, you don't know that, but th th that is yeah. But that's my point. Is like before that they were telling this to the audience multiple occasions, multiple heels. That's their go-to. It's almost every week the audience get crapped on by one of their heels. So it, I guess it's weird. I mean, change the policies, but it's just weird that you're gonna start out of the blue after three years of us seeing the same thing. It just seems a little unfair for Soraya. Uh, did you send an email? Did they sent a mass email letting people know what they were supposed to say, not to say. Like, I'm very confused about how this whole thing went. But yeah, the, the fine is a legitimate thing. Like, it really happened. I think it's crazy. Like, give her a warning or something. I don't know. Yes. Very odd. I mean, you don't hire someone like MJF and have him as part of your roster. Seriously. If it's like, we got to rein him in, though. And I think MJF should always be the one pushing the limit. But I think Soraya, I mean, you know, this is controversial for a heel to disrespect the audience. Next thing you know, they're going to say, don't say any bad things about the local sports team. <laughs> People are very, very sensitive about that. Very MJF sensitive. will be screwed. They're yeah. taking away all his tools. Yeah. And I, I do think that MJF would be able to work around that, but I just, it's hard enough in AEW for people to be heels. We can argue that MJF does a phenomenal job as a heel, but it gets hard. It's a balancing act every week to try to get these people to turn on him because they don't have very many storylines people sink their teeth into. They're all about wrestling. So it's a bunch of both these guys type energy. And so now with that built-in infrastructure, that makes it really hard to create heels. Now you're going to tell these people to tone it down. Like how are people supposed to get heat in this company? I think this is so ridiculous. It's like a satire of itself that these heels are now being told, don't flip off audience members, don't call them twats. And it's another example of Tony Khan really rallying and standing up for the fat neck-bearded trolls who are within his audience. He tends to alienate the charismatic types like me and CM Punk and Ariel Helwani and really rally around the fat neck-bearded trolls in his audience. Let them call them that. That is true. Maybe it's too true. Maybe that's why he's upset about it. Okay, first off, uh, to, to my husky boy brethren, uh, we have nothing against you. You're on the wrestling wrestling <laughs> podcast. Uh, but no, look, I mean, if I was writing a show about a wrestling show, and they should do this as a segment, they should have a backstage segment of someone coming in and being like, yeah, you can't really say this anymore. And just trying to tell MJF and Surreal, like, what's safe to say when disrespecting someone? You know, <laughs> they should really, they should just lean into that and make that a recurring thing until ultimately that person. Uh, what's Peter Avalon doing? He'd be great in that role. I like that actually. That actually, see, you that know? might be a way to get heat, ironically. Yeah, I think so. I think it'd be good. Yes, but we will continue to monitor this developing story and see whether or not AEW cleans up its act with its heels because these heels have to be on their best behavior, as we know. You don't draw money as a heel unless you're respectful about it. So let's see how that <laughs> works out. We have a uh, Hall of Fame, a couple quick notes to end this news uh, segment. Looks like Umaga, China, Michelle McCool, who are all rumored names, they will not be joining the 2023 Hall of Fame class. I actually got kind of got excited about these uh, names. It's reported. Uh, there was a new report mm. by Mike Johnson of PW Insider that they will not be joining in the class. But those three sound like fire names to me, especially Umaga. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing with this. Yeah. It's going to be a weird short ceremony this year, right? They might, I, I kind of think like, yeah, maybe they're going to have more people. They might dedicate that whole thing to raise induction. Like, I know there's going to be probably Stacey Keebler. There's obviously the great Muda, but I feel like they're going to cut their time short and the whole thing's going to be built around Ray. Yeah. Lisa? Wade. Huh? Yeah. Thoughts? Any thoughts on the Hall of Fame? Um, Puerto Rico just lost to Mexico in the baseball world classic and i'm pissed off right now so yeah i'm sorry about that it's funny you mentioned puerto rico i was gonna say Issa belongs in the wwe hall of fame for bringing wwe to puerto rico uh, i think that she Two should of be kidding <laughs> yeah. uh wade barrett is permanent now so let's stop people are waiting for pat mcafee to come back uh, of course pat mcafee it looks like he's waiting to see who wwe is sold to so while he waits that out, it looks like Wade Barrett is permanent. And I'm all for it. I love Pat McAfee. I stand Pat McAfee. But I thought when he came back to the Royal Rumble, he thought he was terrible. 
because he really? was playing the whole role of I haven't been here in weeks. Who's this guy? Who's it was like he needs to catch up on his wrestling if he wants to come back. And I will welcome him back with open arms. But I do think that Wade Barrett has earned that job on SmackDown. He's good. Glenn. He's good. He's very good. I I I've I've gotten comfortable with him there. I think he's great at his job. I I I haven't gone back to listen to the rumble. But I heard that tonight. Uh, we were talking about it earlier on, on my channel, and people in the shop brought that up, that Pat was a little bit of a mess at the Rumble. So now I'm curious. I kind of want to go back and listen just to see. He ran the Banger Brothers thing into the ground. Yeah, he, that was a, a big deal with Pat. It, it was just – and they kind of leaned into it. And I don't know why WWE – it's partly WWE's fault. They produced him like that to where his character was, I haven't seen the product. I don't know who any of these guys are. It was so distracting from commentary. I think they should have, at the very least, either covered for him or made sure that he did know the product. It was yeah. weird. I mean, if we want that, just bring Jerry, Jerry Lawler back and he can keep telling the same jokes yeah. he's been telling for 40 years. Those one-liners. Yeah. <laughs> Our uh, final news story, Glenn, oh, uh, Sasha yeah. Banks, it looks like her last contracted match in Japan April 23rd at the Yoki, Yokohama Arena. She does not have any matches contractually with New Japan after April 23rd. So let the speculation begin. Mercedes Monet. Mercedes Monet. Yes, yes. Sasha Banks, a.k.a. Mercedes Monet. Both cool names. Where does she go? Does she go to AEW? I don't think so. So what? She can debut on Rampage like they're doing to Taya Valkyrie tonight? Yeah, hopefully she's not a heel in AEW because that's going to be tough for her. <laughs> we'll, see. we'll see where she goes. I think she stays with New Japan maybe on a match-to-match contract for a little bit longer. That's mm. odd. Go through all that and wait this long to just have two matches. Why are you bullying me? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I mean, it'd be Stop. weird if she ended up back up in WWE. It would be, and it especially be weird because of the overwhelming looming possibility of Vince McMahon getting back in charge. I do think that her decision would be affected by whether or not mm -hmm. Vince comes back. And as long as there is a threat, even though she does seem to have love and admiration for Vince McMahon in terms of working together, it seems to be untenable. Mm -hmm. So the threat of Vince coming back, I think is what would keep her away from WWE, but I do expect her down the line to return to WWE. Yeah, we shall see. Mealy 499 super chat saying Carmella and Chelsea winning that tag showcase how we get an NXT, how about we get an NXT tag team like Kaden and Katana, Charlotte, and, but Charlotte and Rhea sold me tonight. Well said, Mia, I agree with that. Not a main event segment, obviously, but they did some physicality and they did it well. I have an interview with Charlotte on a YouTube channel and on Forbes right now, and she told me about not getting physical with Rhea, only to then get physical with Rhea Ripley. Hmm. Well, uh, I mean, there is a lot of speculation online that this match is going to main event night one. Tonight, I did feel... Like the, if that's the case, they kind of added that that pressure to it because they got more physical. I love Rhea Ripley. We'll get into it. I love Rhea's promo, but it did feel tonight where where we started putting a little mm, to the story. We it hadn't felt that way until tonight. Mm -hmm. Did this feel? If this is such a main event, why didn't we close the show with this? And we all know mm -hmm. why. It's because this is not the main event. Even if they go on last, like this is not the WrestleMania main event. Not night one. Is Rhea winning at WrestleMania? She better. I think so, but that's the intrigue is that, you know, and that's what is actually going to make this match so good in terms of fans being into it. Rhea should win this match. You'd think it, you know, it's her time, but Charlotte Flair gets a lot of wins. You never bet against Charlotte. Yeah. I mean, she yeah. beat, she literally defeated Ronda Rousey. I know there was some shenanigans, but she defeated Ronda Rousey in a match that I felt last year. Last year's Mania, I got up to go get a frozen margarita because I thought that match was such a lockdown. I remember hearing Charlotte's music hit and I'm like, wait, did Ronda just lose? Like, you never bet against against a flare not just charlotte don't bet against a flare period mm. yeah but i mean they can't do if it's night one dominic's involvement's got to be limited it's not going to end with charlotte pinning dominic and Rhea together and then have dominic go on the next night to fight his dad that that doesn't work yeah no, so, I, I can't see that happening yeah so maybe ray does pull out a win why not um i mean yeah you know what i bet you them run the rematch that happens so let's say Rhea wins and Charlotte wins it back because, mm. you know, I bet you that happens on the rematch. I bet you at some point in the future, Charlotte taps out or pins both Dominic and Rhea Ripley. 
I would actually hate that because they've, I don't know if they did this on purpose or not, but they've run into something with Rhea, just like they have with Gunther, where she's now on this long undefeated streak. Mm-hmm. She has I not agree. lost a match since May of, I believe, last year. Yeah, May of last yeah. year is the last time she lost a match. So if she wins with the title, you can build up this unbeatable I champion agree. the way you're doing with Gunther. So I don't think she should be losing for quite some well, time. We'll see. Right. Uh, tor- tornado Anthony, why? Yeah. Hey, Alfred Raw, June 12th is in Wichita, Kansas. Don't start. Don't start. Don't start this. Nope. The GOAT is back. I was actually just thinking about uh, it because they were in Kansas City tonight. And I was saying, what happened to the tornado? And here he comes. Great to see you, Anthony. Um, So, a lot to talk about tonight. The build to WrestleMania. And wouldn't you know it, once again, trying to use Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn to get Cody Rhodes over tonight in this opening promo. No shame. Cody calling out Kevin, calling out Sami. And this was really just, he's trying to get the rub. Is he trying to? Okay, I want you in the chat because maybe I'm being gaslit here. Maybe I didn't, my hearing is off. I did hear loud Cody chants. Were there any Cody chants on the show tonight? Was Cody over on the show? I don't know. Maybe I'm being gaslit, but uh, who knows? Maybe these people don't like Cody Rhodes and he's not selling all this merchandise. I mean, he had an okay response, but I mean, come on. Would Sammy and Kevin hugged at the end? That was pop of the night. Of course, and it proves the point that I've been making all along is that, oh, Sammy needs to win. And WWE has the answer. Okay, they did not have Sammy win, and guess what? Still got the pop of the night to your admission. They didn't have Sammy win, and guess what? When Jay Uso turned, pop of the night. Okay, so they don't need to have Sammy win these matches and be champion. They just need to tell their story, and we need to start, not we, people need to start trusting WWE, okay? Because they're hitting on all cylinders, and okay, maybe some people are upset that Sammy didn't win in Montreal, and I could see that. But WWE has the answer, and they proved that once again. Well... What did you think, Issa, of this promo tonight? And Cody uh, saying the the debt he owes to Kevin Owens for giving him like names and numbers when he was hitting the indie circuit. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know why they have Cody Rose out here being a better help therapist. I didn't need it. Like he, he feels like he's being forced into a story that he doesn't belong in. I, that's what it feels like to me. I, I get it. He's like crowd loves him. I'm tired to hear him talk. Uh, you know, Xavier Woods beat LA Knight faster than Cody did on Monday. Like, I, I don't understand why you're doing Cody here. No offense, Alfred, but it's not doing him any favors. He just feels yes. like the third wheel in the Sammy and Kevin show. He Still should be team. the third wheel in the Sammy and Kevin show because he's a world title contender. He's not going for those bum-ass tag team titles. He should feel like the third wheel in a tag team title storyline. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe his lack of concern. <laughs> like, he... He's too worried about reuniting these two guys when he should be worried about the biggest match of his career. Because it's, I know it just not, doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make this, any sense. I understand that we're not used to seeing like an actual babyface because Roman Reigns failed at that for so many years. But Cody Rhodes, like an actual babyface, is worried for the betterment of people getting together. And I know it's easy to be cynical and say, it's "Oh, boring. why is he Alfred, doing this?" He just talks for it. twelve minutes for no reason great. whatsoever. He just comes out there and cries every week. No, oh, Sami Zayn was actually cr- literally crying on this show. I love you, Kevin. <laughs> I know. I also don't. I don't like anybody crying. You know, maybe if either of you had meaningful relationships with other people, you would understand emotion. I have a great meaningful relationship (laughs) right here. Thank you very much. Anyhow, I thought it was great. I thought Cody Rhodes did a good job of an intervention. Cody Rhodes solves everything. Cody Rhodes solves his problem solves. between, between Sammy and Kevin. They need to send Cody Rhodes to Palestine to broker the Palestine and Israel peace treaty. I think he can do it. I think he can do it. No, I want a show where Cody Rhodes goes to people on their job and it's like, <laughs> well, let me pitch this, run this by you. Have you thought about quitting and then make them hire you back? <laughs> and that's just his advice for everyone, but it goes horribly wrong. And all these people end up unemployed. Like, and that should be the advice he gives everyone. I love you know? Um, so yeah, I thought this opening segment was okay. Completely agree, Tony. Best director, Cody Rhodes, getting these two back on the same page. Let's go, Cody. It's I time. I like Sammy and Kevin. The storyline still doesn't make perfect sense to me. I I feel like they're trying really hard. They know the ending they want. They want Kevin and Sammy winning those tag titles. They know it's there. But all these moving pieces and the motivation about Kevin being like keeping Sammy at arm's length, it just doesn't, it just doesn't make sense. Why why doesn't it make, I think it makes, I think it's very simple the way it's being told. What is not to get about this? Okay, so Sammy and the bloodline made a lot of sense. It was a very emotional, in-depth story that was actually really logical. 
about different people not trusting him and having things, but it's like, why, when this happened, Kevin Owens should say, look at, at elimination chain or at a uh, uh, no elimination chamber. Like they tried to permanently disable me. And I, I thank you for stepping up and seeing that Roman had gone too far. Let's uh, take on Jay and Jimmy and, and teach the bloodline a lesson. That's that's, they're taking like six weeks to get to the most obvious conversation they should have had the day after or the raw after elimination chamber. I completely disagree. They should have the night after just been like, okay, I'm going to forgive all those several months, which they had teased several months ago that Sami Zayn turned his back on Kevin Owens. You talk about emotional relationships. There's nothing more heartbreaking than when somebody who you love betrays you. You don't just get over that because they did something right. You hold mm. a grudge against them because they betrayed your trust, which is what's happening between Sami and Kevin. It's being told very simply, but it is a story of betrayal, trust, family, and love. And because Sami Zayn, or at least Kevin Owens, felt like Sami Zayn betrayed Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens is holding a grudge all the way until Sami Zayn emotionally broke down and said i love you you're my brother and that's what it took to bring him back i think it's a beautiful story yeah story that we sing at least 10 15 times in wwe alone kevin owens and sammy saying the story that'll never end but this time they have therapist cody rhodes oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's just it's i don't know and then with jimmy so and much jay fun with this. can't wait for monday when roman shows up and we can see an actual finally where's resting real Rain's star in there where is resting Rain's why would he why would he go to kansas ew Please have oh, some respect. Don't you, get, don't you get this tornado to come and tornado this podcast off the air. Do not invoke that tornado. She didn't mean that, Anthony. Don't give me, don't give me the where has he been, where the number one contender hasn't been here for three years. So look, don't even start with that. Okay. Three years. Cody Rhodes is on TV every single week doing the Lord's work. Where was he the last three together, years? Where was he the last three years at, the, at, the, at the company that he NXT failed to stay at? So, running on, NXT please. off Wednesday nights, running please. NXT off Wednesday nights, and then going to headline WrestleMania. Please. You kicked WWE's ass, and then they signed you to headline WrestleMania. That means you've made it in life. That's where Cody Rhodes is. Listen, if you want to use the past for Roman Reigns for every like excuse that you have to like try to come back at Yusuf for Cody too. Where was he? No, I love Cody. I love Roman Reigns. I will not. Yeah, you do love him a little too much. Going Alfred, back and a forth. little too much. I don't hate either concerning. of these guys. It's I think Roman Reigns is him. a great champion. I think Roman Reigns is awesome. I love me some Roman Reigns. Day one, I love that he brings That's so great. many women into the show. As I said That's for great. years, like, I like he, Cody he opens Rhodes the back door and like lets him in the arena. I think back door. <laughs> what kind of podcast is this? <laughs> but what is he doing in these back doors to these women? No, in the arena. The back door of the arena. He like opens the back door and he's like, "Come on in, women. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get of, you." Get I don't know what kind show. of freaky Bukaki Glenn is talking about, but I love Roman. I'm not gonna, you know. I understand that we're doing this. Pick Wait a second, Alfred. Have you ever actually watched? I love Cody Rhodes too, and I think it's time for him to win. I know it is. It just is. It's time for Cody Roman Rhodes to go away. He dresses like a. A volleyball coach for a high school lesbian volleyball team, and he needs to. Just you don't go need to be trying hard the... like your boy coming out here in these suits that he can't even take off to start a fight. I know what kind of what kind of wrestler wears a suit. Like what wrestler? What wrestler who has ever gotten anywhere in this business wears a suit? What the hell? A try hard. A try hard. What? I know Ric Flair is such a try hard. Roman Reigns on Jimmy Kimmel when he was nervous, he was a try hard. I just all these wrestlers in suits, they just need to stop. I just, got a, so I just got a text from Tony Khan and he says we need to clean up our language and stop oh. referencing pornography and sexual acts on this podcast. Tony Khan, I'd like to apologize for being a heel on this podcast. I will be as nice as possible. No more middle fingers in this podcast. Uh, Calvin R. Alexander, $2 super chat saying heel Issa is in rare form. <laughs> Don't call heel me a heel. The chat might not like it. They think I'm in gimmick or character. You know, so heel please Issa chill with that. Chill with that, Kelvin. Okay. You, we don't want to piss off the people in the chat. The legit heat wrestling show with a $10 super chat. Thank you so much. Saying if Cody can facilitate the Usos losing the tag titles so Roman can watch his boy line crumble and get further in his head that he's playing chess, not checkers. Mm. Mm. That's a better so argument saying, than what Alfred just made in the last 23 minutes. Thank you so for what that. So what he's legit. saying is that Cody Rhodes <laughs> and Roman Reigns, so Roman Reigns is playing 4D chess with everybody is what he's saying. You know what I would be down for? If uh, Cody wins the championship and then Friday at SmackDown, Solo shows up and he's like, you forgot about me, MFR, and then like beats him and takes the title off Cody. Would he say MF or would he say the actual word? Because Tony Khan wouldn't like it. He said the They'd probably bleep it. But I think Solo should be like, you didn't take me out. And then Solo becomes our dual champion. Bucko, you didn't take me out, you little twat. That's what I want the promo to be. <laughs> Saraya needs to host. Never mind. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> Alfred is on a mission tonight to get us canceled from this podcast. Um, 
So uh, KO and Sammy had like a parking lot talk and Sammy was like, yeah, if you just want to turn around and never come back, I understand. And I, I mean, we knew where this was going. This was very, very predictable. I thought and it was I great. There's Sammy nothing wrong with being predictable. There's nothing yeah. wrong with being predictable in wrestling. I know this podcast is not representative of about 10,000 people in an arena who exploded at the end of this uh, show. Nobody's shocked that Kevin and Sammy came back together. We all saw it coming. But mm. the way they did it, there's nothing wrong with being predictable. Don't That outthinking yourself because it's too predictable, that's what buried WWE for years when Vince McMahon was in charge. Because he'd show up to the building, think something's too predictable, and he'd change his mind at the last minute, even though that's where the booking's taking. There's nothing wrong with being too predictable. WWE is making more money than they ever have, and the product is better than it has been in decades. Why? Because it's predictable. Yes. Uh, so, Alfred, vote one for predictability. Yes. It, listen, Alfred, it's great to have shocks. Predictable Kanawa. Predictability is a good thing. It's overrated to suggest that wrestling shouldn't be predictable. You got to build to a certain storyline. It's how you get there. The creativity lies in how you get there, not predictability. True. Uh, Issa, Judgment Day versus Legado del Fantasma. What did you think of this match and Judgment Day getting the win? It was a great match. <clears throat> I thought Selena Vega looked incredible here. Um, you forget how good she is because they don't use her enough. Uh, based on the show coming to Puerto Rico, I would love to see her be involved in a big match. So I'm happy to see her, you know, starting to get in the ring, see a little bit more of her. Unfortunately, I'm not too happy with Legado just being the designated jobbers at this point. But when you have Rhea Ripley on a match on the way to WrestleMania, it kind of feels very predictable what was going to happen here. I thought mm. you could have done the pin differently, but I just never saw team mommy and dumb losing here just because of the obvious but i really think that selena shine here i love seeing her in the ring i they need to start utilizing her more and yeah they're sad selena the queen the queen of the ring selena vegas yes, queen selena she was a revelation tonight i thought she was incredible i really was, she's great you know i, I don't want to say pleasantly surprised because she's a solid hand of whatnot but i do think she kind of leveled up or improved in whatever time that they haven't let her wrestle because i thought she was really really good and kind of the star of this match but does she still support unionization for wrestlers quietly i'm sure she does <laughs> now, this was good i hope legato gets something meaningful i mean this look could we be real for a second we're gonna talk about this tag this fatal four-way like these fatal four ways they're doing at Mania for the men and the women are just WWE saying like, we have no freaking clue what to do with yeah. our tag division right now. They're going to replace because we haven't heard any announcement of any Andre the Giant Battle Royals. Or, so this yeah. might be their version of that. Is we're just going to do a bunch of Fatal 4 ways. We'll see. Um, but no, it's 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 a shame uh, that we're not going to get any real movement for any other tag teams in the near future, men's or women's. It seems like they're very locked in to this booking uh, trajectory. But I thought Judgment Day getting the win here. I mean, it's the right move. They're looking very dominant. I think they're going to have an amazing WrestleMania across the board. But Dominic grabbed the mic after and started calling out Ray again. And Ray came out there. And Ray, like, do you think they're leaning too heavily, Alfred, into Ray being adamant about, oh, I wouldn't beat up my son. I wouldn't hit my son. That would be the most disgraceful thing ever. Do you think, like, he doth protest too much? No. I mean, I do think he does, and they're being dramatic about it, and they've got a lot of time, so we're kind of seeing these repetitive segments. Again, I have no problem with the predictability of this. So, do you know, as, okay, is anybody going to be shocked? Raise, raise your hand and tell me in the chat, who's going to be shocked when Ray finally pops Dominic? Anybody? It's really predictable, right? Okay, now, second question. What's going to be the reaction when Ray pops Dominic? You think people are going to pop? You think people are going to be excited? They're going to be excited with this predictability because eventually Ray's going to pop Dom. They have kind of stretched this out, but I'm fine with it. I like the storytelling of Ray saying all the reasons why he can't hit his kid, only to eventually hit his all kid. All the reasons why. Steps out of line. Here's all the reasons. He should come out with a list. Here's all yeah. the reasons you should never strike your child. Uh, and then you should tear it up and then punch him in the mouth. But uh, but here's the thing about the Mania match. I mean, I have a feeling Ray's winning, but I don't put it past it. I don't put it past him. I think... Maybe Ray wants to take some time off. Dominic winning would be monster at oh, WrestleMania. Yeah. I think you almost have to have Dominic go. I think Dominic is so hot right now and they hate him. He's and they the do want to see him get his comeuppance. But if he beats Ray and is able to brag about it until like SummerSlam, oh, he becomes, I mean, he's already probably the best heel in this company. He's better he than is. Roman. He's I number agree. one. No, Dominic Mysterio is the best heel in best all of wrestling in this right now. Probably best all heel of wrestling. wrestling. All of wrestling. Absolutely. 
So that, like that, that promo with Charlotte, to... that promo with Charlotte that Issa, did you go back and watch that? That first one? Like that's, that was incredible. Dominic Mysterio is like giving MJF a run for his money right now. in totally different no, ways. MJF's not even in the same league right now. Wow. MJF needs to go to prison. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it would be funny if MJF got like caught dead to rights doing something in storyline and then just like bought his way out of the whole thing. <laughs> just bailed him out. MJF bail bonds. Yeah, just something, you know. Um... Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Calvin, $5 saying, Ray gassed up Dominic tonight. Or Ray was gassed, uh, gassed us up tonight. Disappointed he didn't slap the taste out of Dom's mouth. I mean, it's coming. Issa, what, what did you think? What, what should Ray have said uh, in Spanish tonight to, to Dominic? I, I really like this segment. I find myself more invested in the storyline than I should be, but a lot of it has to do with what Alfred just explained, the, the, the just waiting for it to happen. It's, it is predictable. But the fact that it hasn't happened keeps you on your toes every time they have some kind of interaction because you're just waiting for it. And what can Dominic say that's going to pop off Ray? Like, I am so into the story. And there's just something about the, the, the father-son going into it, how much Ray's really holding back. We saw him. Like, Ray's going to snap. He snapped at LA Mysterio for no reason whatsoever later on in the <laughs> evening. Like, this man is just like, he's on edge right now. Um, I am really into, I love the reactions that Dominic is getting. I've been singing his praises in my, in my own channel. When I interview him, I thought he was great. Um, I, I, I don't know what will happen at, at WrestleMania, but... I just I I'm I'm very invested in the storyline. I do go back and forward, and I don't know how you guys feel about the whole having Dominic do something in the Hall of Fame segment or not. I sing a lot of back and forward banter on social media about whether people want Dominic to like interrupt and mess it up or not because he will kind of like make like can ruin the future of these ceremonies or whatever. So that <laughs> one I'm kind of going back and forward about because people are just sharing some wild opinions out there. But in regards to the storyline, I, I absolutely am loving everything about it. My favorite part, Glenn, was when Ray said, excuse me, Ria, can I have a word with my son <laughs> alone? In front of 14,000 people. I'm like, what? <laughs> Made no sense. <laughs> do you think... the only, See, I think the only thing that's lacking... Dominic needs to go more into specifics. I mean, Issa, you've said before. He's way you... into specifics. He got a BMW and he wasn't yeah. even an M series. Ugh, watch that segment on Raw. Watch that segment on Raw with Dominic talking about how Ray didn't get him a Mercedes. He oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Because I thought it was just a little platitude. I want more details. He should be doing that every week. Yeah, he should. I want more of that. I was waiting for Dom to come up with some reference as to like, you didn't get me the Gucci loafers. <laughs> you got me the Louboutins. Yeah. <laughs> the BMW segment was genius. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> um, this is this is my favorite feud going into Mania. I think this is going to be incredible. But I think and it's, been, look, and it's been going on for a while, splitting mm -hmm. them in brands and trying to keep them apart. Until now, with Judgment Day and Rhea, they they really did the right thing here, and and they have let it marinate perfectly. Um, I think if they're not involving the storyline in the Hall of Fame, there's no reason to do it this year for Rey Mysterio. A hundred percent agree. I feel like, because Issa, you were talking about how it's they would ruin the Hall of Fame ceremony if he attacked Dom. No, they've already ruined that ceremony by announcing Rey in the middle of this big feud with Dom because whether or not Dom interferes, everybody's going to be sitting, not paying attention to what Rey's saying. They're going to be waiting for Dom to come out and do something. So if okay, he hear me out. What if, what if that's where Rey pops? We're all yeah. expecting Dominic to do something. What if it's Ray the one that like gets it in at the Hall of Fame? Yo. Mm, yeah. Like imagine he like dressing his nice little suit and he pulls out a shankla from his freaking pocket. Ah, yeah. let's go. That's when I think they're gonna do it. Is that the Hall of Fame he finally beats the hell out of Dominic? Because he has Dominic, he's Ray has endured so much that it's like Dominic has to really cross a line. For Ray to finally snap. And that's it. On his proudest night, which he referenced tonight again, on his finest hour, Dominic embarrasses him. And, you know, I would like to see the chunkless slap. 
I mean, I think we this do. Is... <laughs> There's gotta be a chancla. There has to be a chancla here somewhere. If I they must think... a chancla at WrestleMania, I'm sorry, Glenn. I'll die. I'll die. Every Latino in the world will stand up and just. You know what? No, save the chancla for Puerto Rico if you want a real good reaction. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> you know, that's actually so. This is an interesting question. Two part question. One, see, I was going to say that like that year John Cena wanted the match, but we did, it wasn't announced. And it's like, how do you not announce? Um, how do you not announce John Cena? People are like, people know what's happening. Like, I mean, I think with Ray and Dominic, you could not announce it until Hall of Fame and people know what's happening. Like, it's assumed. But instead, do you do something at Hall of Fame and then save it for Backlash in Puerto Rico? I don't know how you do that exactly, but... That listen, would be. Listen. I manifested this show to Puerto Rico. I'm also booking it. Okay, so WWE. <laughs> I won't take any credit. Rey Mysterio, Bad Bunny versus Damian Priest and Dominic Mysterio. Mm, You're welcome. Yeah, it's good. Let's go. It is good. It's better than good. And we we already saw some pictures of Bad Bunny and Rey interacting this week on the late night show. It's written. It's written for you. I uh, bought 2K23. I got the Bad Bunny pre-order. My nice GM job. mode is not broken this year. <laughs> it's good to know. Tyler Breeze. Are you is enjoying back from, it? Are you enjoying yeah. it? Tyler Breeze back for my GM mode. He's in the intro video yeah. and you can play him as him as a GM. All right. So we yeah. know who you're playing for. Absolutely. You're Tyler Breeze all the time. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, my GM mode. Okay. So the gameplay is, is good. I mean, the engine is better. You know, you know, all the improvements cosmetically, the game look good, but it's funny that there's a fan base for my GM mode because the basic gameplay of that is like, that's like some 40 year old, like soccer manager simulator technology. Like there's almost no technology involved in my, my GM mode whatsoever. Yeah. Okay, yeah. what version of Tyler Breeze? I'm curious now. Is it uh, NXT black and gold Tyler Breeze? Is it? Oh, no, he's in a suit. Fashion he's in a suit. He's just showing up in a suit as oh. Tyler Breeze. Um, he's in a t-shirt. He's in an up, up, down, down t-shirt at the beginning. Um, but, oh, so this is what's interesting, too. On the brands you can do, you could do NXT and NXT 2.0 as separate brands. Oh, wow. In my GM. So, yeah, it's kind of fun. I'm playing. But, yeah, it's really, really simple. Really, really simple. Uh, Jeff Halen, thank you for the 1999 super chat. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah. Shout out to Jeff. Um, my name is Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, you gotta say it right if you're gonna say it. Do you do it, Glenn? <laughs> no, I can't. I'm not, I'm not the gifted impressionist you are. Lisa. Uh, Jeff saying headed to Taco Bell with Wrestling Inc. on the stereo. Awesome. Always great. Thanks, you three. Appreciate it, man. Shout out to Jeff. Get, Enjoy your Taco Bell. Yeah, get a Bell Beefer if they'll make one for you. Or a Mexican pizza. The Mexican pizza's back. That slaps every time. Yeah. I don't eat Taco Bell. Oh, yeah, with your digestive issues, that's... Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's like yeah. committing stomach suicide literally <laughs> yeah that could go it could really poorly uh Liv morgan and raquel rodriguez took on tegan Knox and emma in a qualifier match for a spot in the fatal four-way tag team match at wrestlemania tonight yep it's that time of the year when the women start getting paired up in random tag teams so that they can get a mania match <laughs> <laughs> happens every year yeah, this did nothing for me. I, I appreciate that they're at least trying to add stakes to this Fatal 4-Way, but, you know, Wade Barrett just announced there's going to be two Fatal 4-Way WrestleMania showcase matches. So I think you immediately <laughs> started to assume, oh, this is where they're going to put all the people they don't know what to do with. Right. I mean, that's uh, quite a few people they don't know what to do with. Yep. Yeah, it is a loaded roster, I will say, because I'm very surprised that Raquel Rodriguez is in that category because she, to me, should be in that category of she's going to have this first WrestleMania, she's going to get a big moment, and then she's going to be a contender coming out of this. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, this match was okay. It was, it was a great match. It's just the fact that you know why they're doing it because it happens every year. I mean, we saw Liv Morgan pair up with Rhea Ripley last year. Now this year with Raquel, like, it's, you know, you know. I thought Liv and Rhea had a lot of potential together. Some of it realized, some of it They not. were the best dress at last year's Mania. Don't at me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, this match was okay. But man, poor Emma and Tegan. Well, you wanted them to go to Mania instead of living Raquel. I mean, at that point, I'm feeling like storyline-wise and people that have been featured, you know, you know, I'm not trying to 
sound disrespectful because I like Tegan and Emma, but they haven't been in a coherent storyline since they returned. Yeah. At least at least Raquel and, and Liv, I would I would want to see them on Mania. Not in this kind of way, but I do think they have earned their way to be in the car some kind of way. Yeah. Ray should ask Emma to talk to Dominic. <laughs> oh, I see why. <laughs> never, never mind. I'm not going to. No, no, no. Come on. Complete it. I know what you did. No, finish the sentence. Just about how to turn your life around. You know? I mean, she look what she put it all behind her. <laughs> Yeah, but so that's the funny. difference. Dom is not trying to put it behind him. He's yeah, embracing yeah. that side of him. Well, so, that's you why know, it's two complete different criminals. She could be like, I went down that road too. I was an ex-con as well. I, I once robbed, I committed an armed yeah, robbery yeah, at Walmart. Yeah, and Dom is going to be like, where did that get you? You know? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Bug life. <laughs> they never take a criminal Dominic away from me, please. <laughs> Oh man. Um. So, uh, we heard from Charlotte Flair. Yeah, we did. Who got confronted by Dominic and Rhea? Mostly Rhea. Dominic only got a, a few words in. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he ruined the moment. Like I love Dom, but <laughs> yeah, look, you gotta go. He should have stayed out of this one. He yeah. should have stayed out of this one. <laughs> like here's here's the thing about Dominic Mysterio. There's no like just a dash of. Dominic Mysterio. Like, mm -hmm. you either right. let him go full on or just, just tell him not Don't. to say and stand in the background. I think I think my issue, it wasn't an issue with it because it was funny, like, mommy's gonna kick your ass at Mania. Yeah, but it was one of the best, most passionate promos that we have seen Rhea cut in a long time. She's been so in character. She's been doing this mommy thing. Let me whisper in your ear. Let me, like, kick ass here. But we haven't heard her talk like this. And I was here for Rhea's promo and Dominic kind of took me out of the moment for a second where then they got physical so they sold me right back in but the back and forth between Charlotte and Rhea was solid. We, this match needed this segment and I thought it delivered. I actually thought it kind of over delivered because when they finally, yeah. they, it's been missing that promo that good promo exchange between Rhea and Charlotte and we finally got that I thought it was really good. I was just assuming that they weren't going to touch till Wrestlemania and then they get into this all out brawl with a couple of weeks left which okay that's fine. This, it definitely needed something, and I think they overcorrected in trying to make this a hot main event type program, but it still is not. Right. That's a valid point. The only thing that I like can counter that with is that we've seen them touch on multiple occasions. They've had so many matches that I don't see them getting physical, like taking me out of it, because mm. I can go back and watch them wrestle each other like what three, four times at this point. Mm. So it doesn't it doesn't bother me that there be so, you know, the, the physical part didn't bother me but i see your point and maybe yeah. you should have done the promo and then maybe let him get physical the week before mania go home show something like that you know you did a lot in one segment yeah yeah uh kelvin R. alexander two dollars saying that first fight they had wasn't it i will never um not wonder what should have been or if something changed because of the whole COVID mania that we ended up getting as opposed to what oh, yeah. we were really supposed to get uh sorry i'm being bullied excuse me I don't think Roman liked that fight either. Roman, I, I feel like I have a time limit in front of the, like, streaming, like, doing lives, and, and it's like a Roman time limit, and I never know when it's going to be, and when he needs attention, he starts doing this, and it's, it's great if you're me. I took, it, I took him out for a beach walk, like, a walk by the beach today. He got treats, like, I don't know what else to do, so he stops this. Maybe he's thanking you. Oh, yeah, that's true. Maybe he's just really happy. Showing some gratitude. I'm just shouting out, you know? <laughs> Possible. Thank you, Queen. Thank you, Queen. <laughs> I don't know. I, just, I, I did what nobody should do, and I just gave him a treat. That should shut him off. You're <laughs> reinforcing <laughs> negative behavior. I know. I know. I'm a horrible mom, Glenn. Just, I know it, okay? I'm a bad <laughs> dog mom. I'm fully 1,000% aware that I created a five-pound monster. I know. <laughs> There you go. Um, if, if we were at WrestleMania match, he'll be calling me out for all the things I've done wrong, like Dominic is doing with. <laughs> Actually, Ray. I hate to say it, that would be incredible if instead he was like, "You were too supportive of me when I wanted something. You should have told me to work for it, to build self-respect instead of just handing it to me on a silver platter." Like that would actually be a phenomenal angle to take. You know, it would actually be kind of realistic because a lot of like these rich kids do end up in like a life yeah. of crime because they didn't get taught the lessons they were supposed to as kids. So they could have gone that way. That'd been funny. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kelvin R. Alexander, she's always saying, sorry, I meant fist yeah, fight. I fist that, fight yeah. bad. Yeah, and this devolving tonight into this. I mean, so what? Um, Dominic is supposed to say, I wanted a crappy used car, <laughs> not a BMW. But it would be <laughs> I wanted funny. to have the same experience. <laughs> and it would be like, you know, you gave me too high of self esteem. I never had to work for anything. What about self respect, Dad? Yeah. I wanted your own like Lumina. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh my god okay yeah. that's, that's actually a great point Glenn. i yeah. would actually love to see a story like that <laughs> yeah i'd be like you should have punished me more as a kid what about all these things i got away with you know <laughs> sent me to my room i had nintendo in my room what kind of punishment was that you know? <laughs> um like so la night to kind of xavier woods tonight is this before no yeah this was before he got attacked yeah. by ray yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, LA Knight is quietly kind of starting to rise here. Quietly, and very quietly. I think they really should. The thing is, he's doing his part. They're just not letting him win matches. And I think this match is going to have a match against Rey Mysterio next week. I think that's a perfect spot to have Dominic come in and screw Rey. LA Knight picks up the win that he really should have. And off to the races. That's like, that's, like, that's like some Larry Sanders shit to be like, you know, he's quietly one of the most popular superstars. <laughs> very quietly. Yeah, they're very, very quietly. Quiet. He wouldn't know it from the lack of audience reaction, but he is quietly. Oh, no, he's getting favorite. over. People are getting the live reports from Madison Square Garden of all places. He was very over there. I've heard the crowd reaction when he says, yeah, they love doing the yeah. <laughs> they he love the word. Yeah, they love, they love affirmations. Me. What date is this? March 17th? I'm saying on March 17th that Affirmations LA Night, the L, the A in LA Night stands for Affirmations, by the way. He will become a, I don't know about a top star. What's the L for? Loser? Loser Affirmations? Lame Affirmations? WWE booking, yes. But I do believe that he is starting to be improved. He might be 2023's most, as, you know, he's a veteran. He might be most improved this year, to be honest. Do you not feel like it's a little bit of a replay of what they did with Seth Rollins last year, where he lost a bunch of matches on his way of trying to get a WrestleMania match? Because he's giving me those vibes. Well, uh, that LA Knight is trying to do that. It, it, it's giving me a similar vibes to that storyline where remember where said oh, he yes. ended up getting Cody, but he lost like four or five matches on Raw, and then he was like desperately trying to get a match backstage at WrestleMania, trying to steal other people's matches. Oh, um, wow. I didn't get that vibe until the conversation with Rey Mysterio. You know what? That's a great point. And now I didn't get that vibe yeah. until you brought it up. And come to think of it, that might be what he's because he has been saying over and over, you can't have WrestleMania without LA right. Knight in LA or whatever. Right. So I wonder if he's gonna end up having that segment where a bunch of superstars that we weren't expecting show up and he takes their finishers or something like that. Yeah. If they did have an Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, even though oh, it's he not would much, win. he should have he should definitely be the favorite to win that. Yeah. I agree with that. <laughs> Quietly. Very quietly, <laughs> one of the most one of the most over superstars. I'm telling. I you, hope that I hope they do something with the pre-show matches. I'm sorry to interrupt, but like last no. year doing the battle royal on SmackDown, I didn't like that. Like put yeah, it back on the pre-show. I do think WrestleMania should have matches on the pre-show. I know they don't do matches on the pre-show anymore. I would prefer it to see it in the pre-show than see it the night before. It doesn't feel like it's part of WrestleMania at all. Yeah, it's. Uh sad when they do it on smackdown but good for xavier woods getting that win tonight yeah good for i mean i love xavier woods love the new day he does not need that win and la Knight totally does need that win. i know that's what made it incredible which is like, why i think they're going in that storyline direction yeah yeah well they're doing that with baron corbin too on raw where he is now finding yeah, but nobody cares looking at, we, at least we, there's, we still care about la Knight. <laughs> But after after JBL calls you a third, there's no, just go back to being broke. Just bring back Bro Corbin. Bro Corbin was so over. The best. The best. It was so good. He said it was a vibe. It was. I'll never forget seeing him in the freaking hotel in Vegas, literally on character with the show. Oh, it was the best. <laughs> no, I think um, with Corbin, I mean, look. Bumass Corbin was phenomenal. LA Knight has not reached the level of Bumass Corbin yet. No, and L L Baron Corbin, to his credit, is the ultimate example of if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Because he was getting heat. He was being booed loudly. He was a 
you know, a very credible heel on the roster for a few years. And they just kept retooling it, retooling it, repackaging. And now, to Issa's point, nobody really cares right now. And I do yeah. think you can get it back, but it's WWE overthinking the Baron Corbin character is the reason he's in this position. Yeah, it's kind of amazing how they just squandered that. Yeah. No. I agree. Um, so okay, what was next? Oh, then Ellie Knight was walking around backstage. Ray Mysterio was signing autographs. Then he started talking shit to Ray, and then they're gonna fight next week. LA Mysterio. And Ray slapped him because Ray needs to hit somebody. Yeah. yeah, he's on edge. Like he's going through he's going through it, man. So somebody's gotta get it if he's not Dominic. I knew it. As soon as he walked up to him, I was like, Don't do that. Don't you know what this man is going through right now internally? I could see Ray losing by DQ by losing his temper, but LA Knight should win this match somehow, some way. Come on. Give LA Knight something. He's not gonna hurt. And we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um yeah, it's uh Yeah. 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 <laughs> is like it's almost such a lame catchphrase. It's brilliant, but it's also stupid. Yeah, very simple and Pavlovian. People like saying it back. I plan on FaceTiming you from LA with our friend. We're just going to say, yeah, back and forward for like five minutes. It's like the new Budweiser, <laughs> like, what's up? Uh, yeah, we're yeah. literally going to FaceTime you just, yeah, the whole yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. You get annoyed and hang up on us. <laughs> Don't hang up after until five minutes, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um, so, Unless you come to L.A. and watch Ted and Deliver or something I with know. us. You know, just, just saying, Glenn, we're going to all far. be together. We could all be together. Could be. You, plus sign, me, equal sign, us. <laughs> <laughs> that is a thing, yes. Um. So, okay. So, 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 so. So, so, so. Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre. Who is Baylor. going to face Gunther? Gunther at WrestleMania. And uh, wouldn't you know it? They're both going to face him. Of they, course they, they, are. they worked it out. So both of them got knocked down, both got up. And uh, what everyone thought was going to happen is absolutely going to happen. I feel like. This is a wild comparison to make, so stay with me here. But I do feel like Sheamus and Drew McIntyre are the new Flair Steamboat in that they can wrestle a million times, and every single time there's no getting tired of it. People are into it. They're chanting, this is awesome, almost immediately. Like, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how many times these two wrestle. They always have awesome matches, and it always feels fresh. They're like uh, the 2023 version of the bar. Yeah, yeah, that's a good, good one too, yeah. Probably more accurately the bar <laughs> than Flair Steamboat. <laughs> I I love the match. Uh, I think like the theme of the night is predictable. I think I knew this was going to have no finish or something was going to happen and it was going to lead to a triple threat. It didn't take my enjoyment away. Mm. My God, the European meat in this triple threat is oh, going to be, I mean, big meaty mm. men slapping meat to a whole new level. I can't wait. Yeah. This is going to be one of those matches that people are going to overlook, but may God have mercy on who has to follow this match. If you have to start looking at like, exactly. If you have to start looking at Dark Horses, and I hope they play some on different nights, this and Seth Rollins versus uh, Logan Paul could really steal the shows. And these oh, are yeah. matches that nobody's really looking at. But I had a feeling that this is how this was going to end up. A lot of back and forward on the finish. I actually still see Gunther retaining, even after facing both Drew and Sheamus. Hmm. Me too, because Cody needs some top heels, and Guther could be one of those guys. Unless After, you course, want Cody. Needs. Yeah, we'll see. Randy Hawkins, thank you for the five dollars. Uncle Super Rand, Super. Uncle Randy's here. Uncle Randy, baby, you love to see it. You thank love you. to see it. Uh, Calvin R. Alexander, five dollars, saying LA Knight a segment like he had an impact. The dummy, yeah, segment. Yeah, yeah. WWE loves giving segments to people like that, and LA Knight can talk. I'd love it. I look forward to his feud with Grayson Waller. <laughs> yeah. And Triple H just sits backstage and he's like, I don't get it. I just don't get why it doesn't translate. Um, <laughs> Grayson Waller is so good right now. I know we're not talking NXT. That's our Tuesday team. But he also posted a video after the entire thing with Johnny Gargano. Just A-plus stuff from Grayson Waller it. right now. Mm -hmm. Tuesday was a really good show. 
I love yeah. out of pocket Grayson Waller. It's the best. It's the best. <laughs> he, I think, no, not for nothing. I'm considering going to stand and deliver, and I will say Grayson Waller is like 60% of the reason why, and the wow. way this field is going right now. Wow. That's yeah. Impressive. Yeah. It's so dumb. <laughs> It's I mean, Carmelo cool. Hayes and Bro yeah. Baker is also going to slap. Don't get me oh, yeah. wrong. I can't wait for that one. The build hasn't been good for that, but the match is going to be great. Right, exactly. Randy Hawkins, $5, saying I get the feeling Gunther will have his Imperium buddies help him retain a mania. I mean, this could very well end up just turning into a, a multi-man. Like we'll see things. how it goes, and it depends on how many times you're going to use the multi-man or somebody helping someone or somebody yeah. screwing someone over. I hope they're smart about that. I mean, we'll and this see. kind of it feels like an extension of Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre because the crux of this match is really Sheamus feeling that Drew McIntyre betrayed him by trying to get this match. So that tension is probably going to cost them both the match, and they're going to spin off on their own. Mm. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the problem with these handicap matches, right? If they could just team up and decide, you know, toss a coin on who wins, but they can never agree who should get the win if they both team up. Yeah. Yeah. unfortunate because it does seem like the most logical way to steal a championship right. did you see when Seamus was tweeting at Drew McIntyre he said backstabber after backstabber after backstabber <laughs> awesome um, so after that uh, and after Gunther attacked in the uh, or after Imperium attacked in the ring Adam Pierce set up that match uh, then we had Sami Zayn and Jey Uso meet in a Kansas City showdown where they exchanged words, and then Jimmy and Jay both ended up beating up Sami Zayn before Kevin Owens came out to the rescue. Are we going to undersell this segment again? Why are you doing? Jay no, like go that? for it. Okay, you. Go, okay, you, Alfred, sell it. Go for it. Oh, no, I, I was just. I no, was. Please. This was a very, very emotional segment. It was. I love that they continue to layer these characters because Jay Uso, if you've been watching, hasn't seemed all that happy with his decision, even though he did turn on Sami Zayn's family. He seems very conflicted, and Sami Zayn had a great line where he says, I don't think you're mad at me. I think you're mad at you because you didn't turn on Roman Reigns, which was a bar. And, and what last no, it's week not a bar. That's something that somebody that betrays all of his best friends will say, and that's what Sami Zayn has done to Kevin Owens for years now. Kevin Owens to Sami Zayn, he doesn't know what a family, what a healthy relationship is because they keep turning on each other for the last 10 years. He's trying to manipulate Jay Uso, and it's clear. It is not clear. I think Sammy Very clear. and Jay have been great in their roles as conflicted because Sammy, like he said, loved being part of the bloodline, but he wasn't going to sit around and be bullied. So he did what he had to do. Whereas Jay, I think, does feel inadequate because he's like, well, Sammy stood up for himself. I didn't stand up for myself. Maybe I need to. And no, he that didn't. He said it tonight. He said he's the one who saw angry. it since day one. He saw it through Sammy saying not day since one day one. No. Day one. No, he said he's the one who didn't like it, but then solo liked it, then Roman liked it. The thing that I love about like being able to discuss this with you guys is the complete different perspectives. And I'm not seeing it from your perspective, Alfred. <laughs> I think that Sami Zayn was manipulative. And I think, and I love what Jay had to say to him tonight, which he made a good point. And I didn't like you. I finally let my guard down. And guess what? You proved me right. There was a reason why I never trusted you to begin with. I, I love how it can be seen from... Depending on your bias, right? Tony Khan, don't come for us. Don't come for us. But depending on your bias, depending on what side you're in, I love how this could emotionally affect people differently. It's beautiful storytelling, really. Yeah, if you're biased toward Roman Reigns, you will see Sami Zayn as a backstabber, but that's not the story they're telling. Objectively speaking, with somebody who I am pro-Roman, but I'm not biased toward him in the context of this storyline, yeah. objectively speaking... The story I'm not talking about Roman here. I'm talking about the words that right. Jimmy used against Jay. Um, this, not, this has before the chat comes for me. This has nothing to do with Roman. Jay was the one that Sami Zayn could not win over. There was a reason for that. This has nothing to do with Roman. We well, all know that it took forever, all the way onto War Games, for Sami Zayn to finally win Jay Uso over. So Jay Uso coming back tonight and saying, "Hey." I never liked you. Then everybody started liking you. Then I figured maybe there's something good about it. Maybe he really does love me. This is what I'm talking about. So I get your point, but I just want you to know this has nothing to do 
with my obsession with Roman. I love that Jay brought up the fact that he was the one that never trusted Sammy to begin with. Yeah, a little bit to do. I mean, emotions are emotions. It does have, it's okay if it has something to do. It definitely does. And I am talking about Roman, by the way, because he is the common denominator in this entire feud in terms of being a tyrant. He is a tyrant leader. That's why he's a heel in the storyline. And the storyline is they're going to need to bring down the bloodline. And I do think there is a part of Jay Uso that is jealous that is going to manifest itself when he inevitably starts feuding with Roman as the next iteration of this bloodline storyline. I thought it was a beautiful story they told. Early in the night, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens had an emotional moment in the parking lot where Sami Zayn dared to cry on TV and say he loved Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens drove off in a very nice looking car. Yeah, Kevin it was, and it was green. So yeah. green for today. I love it. Yeah, green for St. Patty's Day. Kevin Owens came back. They had an emotional moment after the Usos were beating down Sami Zayn. Owens came back. He fended them off. And regardless of what you think about the storyline, this entire arena, T-Mobile Arena in Vegas, 10,000 people almost chanting, hog it out. Hug it out. When they hugged it out, I mean, I've heard in the past couple of months, I've heard some of the biggest pops I've ever heard in my life with Sammy hitting Roman with that chair, Jay turning on Sammy, and now this hug, huge explosions of pop because this bloodline storyline continues to slap. People were happy. Loved it. Myself included. I love this storyline. I love that it's, I know where it's going, but we're kind of on pins and needles seeing how it gets there. I'm just enjoying mm. the ride here. And I think it's going to be the it's same thing for every it's moment. It's literally long-term storytelling mm -hmm. and it's beautiful. Love it. Well, tonight, so Sammy's words had an effect. Kevin Owens hugged him and Cody was watching on from the monitor backstage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> The better, the best, not better help, best help therapist, Cody Rhodes, watching on like, yes, I did good. <laughs> better help therapist, good. and you know it. <laughs> best help, the best help, because it actually worked. Everybody's trying to get these two back together. No, it was Cody. Cody has a magic touch. I didn't say those therapists don't work. I just say they might not be certified. That's basically, yeah. just look it up on YouTube, okay? <laughs> okay. Uh, Calvin R. Alexander, $2, saying, look at Issa spinning for the bloodline. Yeah. Nightmare Knee, $5, saying Issa's doing yoga to make her argument. <laughs> I will never do yoga to make an argument work. I do yoga for most useful things. Thank you very much. <laughs> hot yoga is uh, very useful. I love hot yoga. Steve hot yoga is the best. Steve Marcuccioli, Buck 99. Which match would you choose to open WrestleMania? Mm, that's a great question, Steven. Mm -hmm. What do you guys think? Um, you know, I think Rhea versus Charlotte, as an, unless they get more heat on it next week, I think that would have been a really strong opener. Like, have that open and have uh, the tag titles close. It's going to be Omas versus Brock, so we can forget about it. <laughs> That's going to be a spectacle live. I'm not, because, like, I know people have the reservations about this, but when people are live in that building and they see these two giants fighting, they're all going to have to do the about face. Well, oh, I never knew this was going to be. I did. I think it's going to, I don't think it's going to be a great technical wrestling, but who gives a fuck about that? I think this is going to be a very entertaining spectacle. And that's what I'm looking forward to in terms of these two hosses. And I wouldn't mind them starting it off so that, because, you know, Brock wants to get on his plane early. That's right. That's what I'm saying. If he doesn't close, it's going to open. That's what that's Brock right. does. Same with Roman. Um, yeah. I mean, you could put a banger on there. If you're not going to have, I mean, I think having John Cena in this WrestleMania, if he's not gonna get one of the main events, I would also wouldn't mind seeing him open. You gotta open with a bang. Yeah, on Cena both would be nights. good. So Cena and Austin Theory would also be a great opener. Yeah, the opening yeah. match is not, it shouldn't be seen as a curtain jerker like it's a bad thing. I think the two most <laughs> no. important matches go first and last. You want to open Correct. the show from hot. They opened with the WWE, the Universal Title match one year with Brock and Seth Rollins, remember? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I can't recall what we opened with last year on night one, like at all. That's a good point. Night one WrestleMania 38. What did we open with? I think I'm sorry. I think the two nights manias really throws off like because I can remember openers and closers for mm -hmm. when we were on one night, right? Like once you start mixing in the two nights, it all just kind of like I remember the matches, I can't remember the order. Hmm. That's a good point. It all blends together. It was the Usos versus Shinsuke and Rick Boo. I remember that's when Rick Boogs oh, got yeah. hurt. Oh, when Rick Boogs mm -hmm. got hurt. Mm. Oh, yeah. Randy Hawkins, $5, saying we got a Cody, Sammy, and KO stable now. Roman might have his bloodline implode. Poor Issa. Her sweet Roman will be sad. Issa, Listen, Roman Uncle Randy, hug. I love you. I appreciate the super chats. First of all, I don't need hugs. I don't do hugs. Don't touch me. Don't come near me. Wow, really? uh, Super Super chats do help. So just keep the super just chats coming. That should, that should help me feel better. You know, Money is all yeah. the affection Issa needs. Can I give you a or, or designer shoes? Or designer shoes. 
Well, I'm not, I'm not giving you that, but I'll give you a, a high five and to console. I'll console no, you with please, a high five. Don't, don't you come near me. Nothing. No Roman, okay. If Roman doesn't win a minion, don't you come near me. I'll punch <laughs> you right in the face. <laughs> I will, I will keep my distance, let me tell you that. But I will be as magnanimous as possible. <laughs> I'm going to need some time, so do not come near me. Like, I mean that. I get on around around this is having good intentions here, but please, people, do not come near me. That happens. It's dangerous. You've been warned. You've been warned. Stop. When we go out to eat at Applebee's, you're, I'll have you go to another table, to be honest, so that we can be that far away until you... We'll do it the next day or, or on Tuesday. You know, just give me some time. <laughs> she Black Buck 99 saying Stone Cold versus LA Knight will open WrestleMania. Oh, God. Wow. <laughs> that is a, a wild rumor that I've been hearing. I don't think it's going to... I heard it, too. I heard it, too. But uh, hey, I wouldn't mind it. But what about i'm sorry alfred what what if it's not a match what if it's what i mentioned earlier where is the segment where a bunch of legends come out and get their finishers in kind of like what we got at 32 with Shawn michaels and stone cold and mick yeah. foley like why can't we do something like that maybe maybe they're doing that for the miss since it's the host i'm not too sure but i can see la Knight being a part of, of something like that as well I would love that. He's kind of in the same spot that Sami Zayn was in last year, where they're going to use him as a wacky heel to interact with celebrities. And <laughs> kind of worked out for Sami Zayn, didn't it? Mm. Right. <laughs> I still love that match. I don't that care match what anybody great. has to that, is... that match was so fun. Let me tell you something, Ryan. One of my 10 favorite WrestleMania matches ever. And I'm, I'm going to wow. do this poll about if you could have a WrestleMania card with only WrestleMania matches, what will you choose? And I did it. And one of my matches is the Jackass match. It's one of my favorite matches. I love matches that idea. Season. I love that idea. I'll have my 10 ready for your comment section. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for tuning in tonight, everybody. Uh, we'll be back here on Tuesday to talk about NXT and this build to stand and deliver. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. So good to see you all. Um, follow Isa at NYC Demon Diva. That's Diva with the one. Alfred is at This Is Nasty. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. Have a good one, everybody. Uh, NXT. Looking forward to it. Good to have the three of you here. Everybody go watch Rampage. It starts in eight minutes. Yeah. Yes. See you next time on the Wrestling Give me my money, QT. Take care. (laughs) Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.